Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And in this, our holiday-themed episode, we sat down in the Movie Film Studios Memorial Theatre and watched the 1996 American comedy action film, Jingle All The Way. Ho, ho, ho. But before we go on with everything uh, in this uh, episode today... Uh, We have some news from last week. Last week we discussed that we were looking at purchasing a few small studios to try and build up a a collection, a to become more prominent in the movie making world. Exactly. Obviously, Disney. It ended up being $52.6 billion, yeah, yeah, I think, the acquisition yeah. of Fox. And so pending pending regulatory uh, oversight, um, that deal looks like it's going through. So we're pleased to announce that we've actually made our own deal and acquired a studio in the uh, week prior. <laughs> I mean, these deals move quick. you got to move quick indeed. in this industry. So I'd like to introduce our latest, the latest movie executive to join our team, Kieran. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm a, I'm a representative of a, what used to be known as Motion Picture Inc., uh, mm. Recently acquired uh, by you boys in the in the you know in the that's right the, it was a very hush hush deal yeah uh, and and you, it was also fifty two point six dollars so it was it was a pretty cheap <laughs> yeah. deal but I think that you've made a really good choice that's with right, MPI yeah. we're going to bring a whole lot of stuff now to you guys. what what films were you responsible for was your studio responsible for so you might have heard of the Puppums uh, you know like yeah, a, that's, yeah, that's, that's that's ours yeah. our intellectual property the Puppums yeah. right right well we had our own uh, the Puppets so you're the Puppet guy oh, you're we the are the Puppets oh, yeah that's yeah. right because we did discuss buying them out uh, we did yeah. now, did you settle that lawsuit with Jim look, Henson look it's ongoing it's okay. ongoing I think we as part of the acquisition like our legal team's now on it oh, uh, great. It's, it's much easier great. that we've cut out that middle link of the chain yep. we can just go sort of directly and that's, deal with that's one of the main things when we considered I mean and I considered really because MPI it's a, it's a, it's it's just me um, <laughs> but but uh, look I looked at the size of your legal department and you've got 50 floors of it so I thought this could really well, help 49 with, floors well but, to, you know, yeah yeah so I thought and, the, and the sub-basements and the sub-basements yeah well 18 of them and look these this is this is what really drew me to this deal along with me having to pay rent so look there was there was a number of number of uh, factors but I'm, I'm totally on board with movie film studios Great. I'm, I'm ready for this we are so glad to have you aboard i hope that our relationship is fruitful and ongoing i'm sure i'll be here every week absolutely great all right so with uh, introductions out of the way i suppose it's time for our box office report yes indeed now our film last week uh, that we released was a film called Nile Nine Nile Nine Nine. And then you yeah. Nile. Sure. We made a special character um, yeah, to I mean, to describe the combination of the word Nile and Nine. I have to say it was not at all confusing. No. In English. Now the the <laughs> biggest trouble that we had is that in other languages, yep. the letter Nine is spelt differently. Okay. And not always the same way as it's spelt uh, as the the word in that language uh, for the Nile okay. River. Yep. Um actually created quite a lot of controversy because uh, they're like, oh, you're not racist, but just sort of like languagist. Mm. Um, Not sort of like, especially like in, um, in um, Mandarin and sort of those languages which use characters, adding extra lines and strokes and stuff in there completely changes the meaning of the entire word and not just the letter. Good thing is Mm -hmm. that um, all the controversy sparked up like a publicity and we made a lot of money uh, on on that film, enough to obviously acquire a new studio. A new studio, great. um, 
yeah, I mean, you know, the the subject matter of the film, not so popular in Egypt itself, uh, did, did not do well there, but that was like the one country out of the uh, the 148 yeah. that were released also, in we that kind it of, doesn't turn a profit. We kind of whitewashed the cast as well, which We did, help. but we, we explained that away. They were a European traveling circus that's going right. through Egypt, yep. and that's why they yep. were all young, attractive, white females. Right. Did you so, happen to see the film, Kieran? Did you enjoy it? Look, I, I was in Egypt at the time, and there was, oh. a, there was, I, there was a riot on, but oh, I, I, I figured that was what was going on. Okay. Um, yeah. It was. Yeah. I, look, I, I would just say that MPI we're very cognizant of, of whitewashing casts casts, and we, we try very hard to get a very varied uh, set of actors and actresses. So let's let's try and do that moving forward, shall we? <laughs> yes, let's. Absolutely. On another note, it's time for this week in trailers. This week in trailers. So what did we watch this week, folks? Uh, a fantastic looking Liam Neeson vehicle, Ooh, and I use the yeah. vehicle, the, the term vehicle, <laughs> hey. uh, uh, very correctly. It's the commuter, yes. I believe it was called. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, which is from the trailer just flight plan which was another Liam Neeson vehicle <laughs> yeah. on a different vehicle a, a jet plane that time um, only this time it's on a train yeah, yeah. Uh, he's some sort of action hero man who's been put on a train mm-hmm. and told that he has to achieve some sort of action hero plot quests mm. otherwise his family will get murdered and there's a bunch of people on there. Some of them are traitors and some of them are not. And he has to kick their ass. Is, he, is his family getting murdered in this one? Yeah, in, oh, this, in she, this one, yeah, definitely. Didn't you see there was like a cutaway shot to his wife, presumably? Oh, yeah, okay. the, the wedding rings. Yeah. She was holding up her wedding ring. He yeah, had his yeah. wedding ring. What well, I really like about it is that Liam Neeson is really... He's looked at the market, right? And he's seen like mm. Hugh Grant... He's got his thing, right? He's always like bumbling full in love. And yeah. then, you know, you've got uh, um, uh, Matt Damon always being saved, right? That's his thing. <laughs> yeah. Liam Neeson, his whole career will henceforth just be a man, just an ordinary man with yep. a set of ordinary skills, <laughs> extraordinary <laughs> skills. What on? What again? I'm on in this yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Oh, but, dear. But this is just like uh, 2000 Liam Neeson to 2020 Liam Neeson. Because before that, he was doing Rob Roy. He oh, was doing yeah. Schindler's List. He was doing some really sort of great films of many yeah. different genres. Yeah, how do you think he got his extraordinary? Ordinary skills. <laughs> to true. be fair, it was smuggling, you know, be, people in Berlin. To be fair, that whole ordinary man with an extraordinary set of skills. I mean, Schindler's List does fit that description quite well. So I think he's just been doing it for his entire career. Yeah, but now he's got the opportunity. Like now, it's 2017, right? It would yeah. just be him on a spaceship, and then what's that? <laughs> oh, there's you know, you've got to go find this specific person, and oh dear. So you say spaceship? He's he's almost taken on the Harrison Ford night of the 90s yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like i just want my family yeah or get off my plane has he played exactly. president yet is, has he oh i don't know i Maybe. mean that's 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 something to consider i, I know, know you guys already have a contract in place but like it's yeah. a consideration right i mean all we have to do is a pre- president andy garcia is the president of the united states if we do a prime minister of the united states doesn't have to be andy garcia that's right we yeah. just set mm. it in another country yeah um then it's uh, it's all good we can actually maybe put it in ireland and he can just use his real <laughs> accent <laughs> god <laughs> forbid <laughs> Uh, so what was the, the second trailer this week? The second trailer was uh, Steven Spielberg's latest, Ready Player One, based on, uh, I'm assuming, a very popular book of the book, same yeah, name. Yeah, by Ernest Klein. Yeah. Um, uh, it was sort of somewhat went viral as a book, like one of these ones that everyone sort of mm. recommended to everyone else and it became very, very popular. I did read it. I kind of think it's a really awful book in terms of Ooh. the the story's bad, the morals are quite bad, the mm. idea behind it sort of somewhat good but just not realized to its fullest extent and yeah. it just sort of becomes very um 
I wanted to use the word masturbatory. I'm not sure if we're allowed to say this on the film. But in terms of just, it's like the 80s was the greatest. Nothing has been good since the 80s. The video games are great. The TV shows are great. 80s, 80s, 80s. Mm. And it's just pop culture reference after pop pop culture reference. And it just sort of becomes a little bit tired. Mm. Having said that, the trailer for the film actually looks pretty good. It looks really good. Uh, It's from what I can see. And I I have not read the book, so I can't really comment on on how accurate uh, the trailer is in regards to the story. But... It's set in the future, about 2050 or so. Sure. Um, and a virtual online world has been created that people can step into uh, from in a virtual reality sense. Called the Oasis? Called the Oasis, yep. Uh, run by some old megalomaniac kind of... It's not. It's more well, like your Steve Jobs type yeah. character, the animatic um, uh, tech billionaire yeah. who's created this resource and... Um, uh, I believe, like you know, it's somewhat sort of free to use at the moment. Mm. Um, but his poster death has said that uh, anyone who finds this egg that I've hidden yeah. inside this multitude of virtual worlds can sort of overcreate this thing, obviously, and then inherit. I think he said half a trillion dollars worth yeah. of uh, fortune. Yep. So not only control the the world's greatest resource, but also take over this money. And people have gone, well, these big corporations jump in and go, we now want this. This is a massive resource. And then you have these just like, and then again, mm. the main pr- the protagonist is just this kid who mm-hmm. idolizes the 80s and idolizes this world and just goes, well, I'm just doing it for fun. Mm. And he's up against people who see, are doing see, it. This, is, this is the problem. Back in my day, it was just a golden ticket and you took over the chocolate factory. <laughs> but now you got to compete against <laughs> everyone else and king kong as well it is right. essentially is, charlie and the chocolate just factory. charlie and the chocolate it's factory right. mixed with rat race yeah. yeah and and it's just 80s stuff so i think the music of russia who was in yeah. the jump Who's uh, that? jump yeah. was in there van halen, by I think van halen. Yeah. yeah uh there was a delorean the the actual delorean from back to the future too it's all kitted up in the uh, time travel yeah mm-hmm. see this is what ernest klein was able to do in the book is just say oh and then the iron giant from iron giant shows up yeah. and megatron's there and also all of the dinosaurs <laughs> and voltron show up and he's able to do that because it's like they're just words on a piece of paper but when yeah. you do it on a film someone has to that someone owns all of that intellectual yeah. property to actually sort of clear it all and put it in the yeah. one film is incredibly difficult to do and Spielberg really is the only person yeah, who could have because he's, he owns the 80s he owns like, the, well he's the executive producer of all these films so I mean it's not like it's going to be that hard for him to get the rights to it do you think uh, Cretaceon is going to feature in there now as well, considering he stole it from us? It's, uh, maybe. Maybe, like, uh, I'm not sure on the Jurassic Park um, <laughs> things in here as well. Who knows? Probably. Just at some point, someone references Nazi dinosaurs, and he's like, that's enough, that's enough. Um, I can't wait for Ready Player Two in the year 20. 20- 47 Ooh. when they they go back into in like oh 2017 was the bloody best of all time and it's it's just jj abrams and his old age has come back <laughs> true and it's just JJ like well, abrams yeah, yeah where Super spielberg owns all the that 80s stuff, yeah. abrams owns the noughties and all the ip from that so well you can have it <laughs> <laughs> oh man Are you we... guys gonna go watch it ready player one? Oh, of uh, course we will. eventually like I think you mentioned last week when we uh, talked about uh, the Lost World, mm. Fall of the Rising Kingdom. What well, I can't <laughs> of remember. The what Crystal that's Skull, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> that you won't spend money at the cinema, but we'll end up buying the Blu-ray, and that's yeah. probably what will happen with Ready Player One. I think uh, so, yeah. we'll wait for the Blu-ray release. We'll, it's, it's no Jumanji. It's no Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle, no, no, which no. we will private uh, screening for that. Do one. the private screening at the yep. cinema, and pro- not, like that's that's when we can't wait for the Blu-ray right, release. Yeah, yeah. That that three months is. I mean, since, <laughs> How can since you we wait saw for the Jack tra- Black, come yeah, on, <laughs> it's been agony since the trailer came out. Um, like Jack six Black, months you, of. What about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? You mean Dwayne Johnson? Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is he credited as The Rock in this one or not? Because it depends on the film that he's doing. Is he moving away from that? I don't know. He seems. It seems to sort of seesaw between, depending on what film he's doing, if he wants to feel more serious. I think in the um, 
that Rampage film that we discussed a couple of weeks ago, mm. he was Dwayne Johnson. Mm. In this one, I think he is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. For, for a man that has single-handedly reinvigorated the name Dwayne, <laughs> <laughs> I think he can do what he wants with his own name. This is true. Uh, speaking of actors that reinvigorate their career, hey, Jingle All The Way, starring the... I guess the precursor to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and John Cena, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, the not- bodybuilder come actor um, uh, slash performer slash all-round dude Definitely made his way to stardom through a, a physical muscle-making career that yeah. was not acting um, through, obviously, you know, Mr. Universe and all those sort of films. Mm. And then... Um, yeah, this is sort of a weird arc in his career because he did all the action movies of the 80s and then... Um, a few sort of things in the the mid nineties. I think Twins and Junior mm. and a few yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just like well, who's Kindergarten who's Cop taking yeah. a step into comedy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is I, I see this as Christmas Kindergarten Cop. Like we've tried him <laughs> against adult comedians. What about kids? Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we get too in depth with our discussion of Jingle All the Way, I think it's worthwhile doing our little two minute recap. I will actually try and go two minutes this time because really? the story is not complicated <laughs> at all. It's <laughs> no. it's almost three sentences. Let's see if I can. And I'm probably see if you not can fit in the plot of turbo man in there as well (laughs) all right okay okay uh two minutes on the clock and your time starts now arnold schwarzenegger is a bad dad he forgets to get his son a toy for christmas uh the toy is incredibly popular and sold out he journeys through minneapolis for 90 minutes looking for it uh can't find it eventually lucks his way into being dressed up as turbo man for a parade Mm. uh and rescues his son from uh sinbad who up until this point has been sort of like the comic relief offsider for Arnold Schwarzenegger also trying to get a toy for his son. Um, and then his son says, I don't need the toy because my dad's Turbo Man because he was dressed up as Turbo Man for a parade. And that's the story. <laughs> Pure, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and completely accurate as well. What about Turbo Man? What happens in Turbo Man? Because <laughs> I want to hear about Booster. Tell me about that Booster. <laughs> so the, the whole uh, concept of Turbo Man is that it's based on a very popular kids TV show uh, very much in the similar vein of Power Rangers, I it guess. Looks, it looks like they're shooting in the same desert that all the fight scenes <laughs> yeah. in Power Rangers There are, are even in. like um, five evil dudes who are dressed up in different coloured yeah, armoured yeah, suits. Very yeah. Power Ranger-esque. Absolutely. So uh, Turbo Man is sort of like an Iron Man looking style character who has a jetpack and shoots out little uh, discs and has, has a has boomerang. A batarang or whatever it's, they call it. Yeah. Uh, power bang? No. Sure. <laughs> the power bang. The, I think it's yeah. called the intero bang. Just, just, just Google power bang and see no. if that's right, AJ. <laughs> uh, he has a sidekick called Booster, which from what we can see is a very, very bright pink saber-toothed tiger bear. Mm-hmm. Yep. With, uh, a, with a hunchback as with well. A hunchback. <laughs> and, um, and his uh, arch nemesis called Dementor. Dementor, yeah. Who's, again, your classic sort of... Looks like Sinestro, I think. Yeah, he's got he's got a brain that shoots out the top of his helmet that's filled with liquid yeah. water. It's like, I'm super smart. You can mm-hmm. see my brain is exposed. Yeah. Uh, whatever. It's I mean, it's deliberately um, a pastiche of all those sort of like... Uh, action hero-y stuff from the, the yeah. 90s. And to be fair, they actually do that quite well. Like, mm. you look at it and go, oh, this is like someone's come along and stolen ideas from lots of different things and cobbled it together into an action hero thing, which kind mm. of 
somehow works. And so. I appreciate that we've spent more time talking about Turbo Man, <laughs> the actual plot of the film. See, what I'm quite surprised is that this film, whilst they Sinbad in this film goes on this great big tirade about commercialism and the way that mm. advertising brainwashes kids to want toys and then the kids feel let down if the parents can't buy the toys for them and it's a whole sort of mm. um, the, the capitalist and commercialist society is sort of out to get you. I'm really surprised. I don't remember the Turbo Man action figure actually being an action figure that was available in 1996 it, I, they did sell i was reading about this they uh because they rushed the film into production the only bit of merchandise they could make was the turbo man doll and they only sort of manufactured it for the for the u.s and while we were watching the film actually i just jumped onto ebay to see if i could actually find one and there are none available yeah there you go because i mean i think we've talked about in the past how the power rangers toys are actually quite expensive and yeah. quite difficult to get your hands on but like if you look at toy story right the that Buzz Lightyear mm. um, character within the film is designed to be the perfect toy that you want. Yeah. And then, like, I think as an adult with money, I've actually gone out and bought <laughs> yeah. one. And it's exactly what I wanted. It's got the retractable wings. Yeah. It has the yeah. buttons. It has the blinking laser. Yeah. It has the... You press a button with the 15 individual voice modules. Yeah, 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 it yeah. has the retractable helmet. It has everything that you want. And this is the sort of thing that is Turbo Man in the story, right? They go, yeah. he, he he's... You know, is got the, the discs that the throw. He has toy, the yeah. five programmed voices and you, a boomerang. Yeah, and and a, yeah, and you really would have thought they'd Power probably bang. try and um, get the the toy out there to to tie in with it. But, yeah, um, but it's a weird one because this film is not necessarily a kids' film. I think it's billed as a sort of family adventure, but a lot of it is meant to be a bit of a satire on consumerism. Yeah. And I think and the film the film could do a really great job. Like most of it, it's like po- po- poking fun at like, you know, bad parenting mm. and commercialism and, you know, the Christmas season, how crazy. And it feels like at any point, Arnold Schwarzenegger could turn to the camera and be like, this is what's the problem with everything. <laughs> but it doesn't. It, it swoops up like Turbo Man, like shooting through the skyline of Minneapolis, which does not have that many skyscrapers. <laughs> and it manages to have an ending, at which point we have to ask the question, what's the moral because the whole thing is vapid as hell I'm sorry I'm just new to this but god no that's fine because look Arnie spends most of the film devising up multiple schemes to try and get this doll and it borders on stuff like uh, basic property damage stealing from uh, a child no less stealing from a child impersonating uh, an officer speeding uh, assault Uh, uh, male fraud male fraud (laughs) Uh, and that's M-A-I-L fraud (laughs) And also just trying to spend, like, just throwing money at the problem as well. Mm. So, and it He can- spends at least $400 on this, including his car. More than that, I think. Well, yeah, he loses a car, he smashes a window, he... Oh, animal abuse as well. He feeds beer to a ranger at <laughs> one point. He punches the reindeer square in the face. <laughs> yep. Sorry, that would be probably worse <laughs> than feeding it beer. Uh, well, we're yes. hoping that the deer was animatronic as well. Or just very well trained. It could be the best (laughs) acting in the entire film. That's what they used to do for horses. There's a scene in Blazing Saddles where a guy punches a real horse, but the horse was just uh, trained to fall over on command. So the actor sort of goes to punch the horse and the horse falls over. And it looks great because they add in the comical sound effect as well, but... It was so just 50% a of the, horse. the budget went to Turbo Man <laughs> flying shots. 50% went to training a reindeer. <laughs> well, hang on. No, no, no. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you know that 80% of the oh, film right, right. went to his salary. I mean, I mean of the remaining budget. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, the, the other thing we should mention as well is a young Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd um, in his, what? I think this was like, three. he did three films. Yeah. So this is three years before the release of Phantom Menace, yeah. so we assume that he's three years younger or thereabouts, sure. depending on how long they took to, to shoot Star Wars. Mm. Um, he's pretty good in this film, to be honest. He does. Yeah. He um, he's 
acting's probably as good as it was in the phantom menace but with somewhat better dialogue that's weird to say for jingle all the way but like i mean he's supposed to be three years younger so you can kind of excuse his slightly kiddie-ish acting he has a couple of jokes where he's trying to impersonate his dad and he actually does it like a pretty decent impersonation so he does the the joke where he re- repeats back the ad from tv and even says parts being required uh, or whatever is not included that's yeah. it yeah yeah he, I feel like um, he's had a lot of daddy issue movies, right? Like, no dad in Star Wars, absent dad in Jingle yeah. All the Way. No and then he... look look how he ended up. I'm yeah. not saying that there's, there's a link, <laughs> there a but correlation? come on. No? Okay. Um, I wanted to also mention that with Arnie, like Arnie's arc in this, he, he doesn't learn anything and he lucks into every single situation. Mm. So at the end of it, like his family comes together and everything's well and this and that, but he hasn't really worked for it. Like no. he the the big the sort of um the big uh, climactic scene at the end is him stumbling into some area where they're doing behind this like there's a parade going on right a big Christmas parade um, and he stumbles into this backstage area where the crew there mistake him for the stunt guy that's going to be playing Turbo Man they start dressing him up and he has no say in the matter and uh and then he eventually gets out onto the parade dressed up as Turbo Man um. But it's all luck. He doesn't. It is. He's not actually doing anything on purpose. He's just like, oh, what am I doing? Oh, no, this thing is happening. I guess I'm going to have to go with it. I think it's probably worth describing the actual sort of, um, uh, not penultimate, but the, the culmination of, of that sort of sequence mm. where the filmmakers just decide to break the, their own reality. Up until <laughs> now, it's sort of supposed to be sort of somewhat a, a commentary on commercialism. You have that sort of, you know, Black Friday, people stampeding mm. into the, the toy mm. story. Uh, he's going from toy store to toy store trying to find it, can't find it, tries to get a black market toy, and it sort of, you know, devolves into a bit of a Santa fight. But it still feels as though it's grounded in reality. And then, with the exception of the postal bomb that actually sort of goes off and has that, you know, the cop who was holding it has that comic, his hair's blown back and yeah. it's black and he's got soot all over his face. Very which Home is Alone-esque kind mm, of explosion. Very weird. But then they get into this sort of, like, uh, fight between Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed up as Turbo Man and Sinbad dressed up as Dementor. And, like, the... The fight is like the Turbomoon suit has rocket jetpacks. It has a boomerang which comes back. It has disc throwers. He's flying through the skyscrapers and around and rescuing people as they fall from buildings. And you're like, in what reality does this suit exist? In what reality? Uh, like, and then the, I think there's a, a, a recurring cop character who's like, we could use some more guys like you on the force. I'm like, yeah, if that sort of sci-fi technology existed, you'd probably be much better at law yeah, enforcement. It was, it's, but- it's really weird because like, yeah, because you'd assume someone on a parade float based on a character from a TV show is just going to have like a prop suit. And, and not to say that the ones on the TVs are real anyway. Like it's all special yeah, exactly. effects and stuff. They don't have a suit this good yeah. for the TV show that they shoot for this character. Exactly. Surely the, the parade float guy's <laughs> suit would be much, much worse, but it is is in fact yeah. um, technologically yeah. accurate for it, something they're using I special mean, effects yeah. for on the to screen. To use the Iron Man example, it's as if like you watch the Iron Man cartoon uh, and then there's a parade going on where there's a guy dressed up as Iron Man and all his technology works yeah. like perfectly and immaculately. See, you, you, you were both kind enough to welcome me in to view it in your you know elaborate and, and quite a beautiful screening area. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we didn't facilities. welcome you, we bought you. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did um, actually have to buy a third seat for the Memorial Theatre <laughs> this week to fit you in, but let's not get into that. But we, we waited until the end to see if there's any post-credit scenes because maybe we were in the mode of like superhero films, which... Mm. Um, 
contractually have to have one of, of course, those. Yeah. But maybe there was maybe he skipped over it or something. A scene in which a man walks in and kills the person who created all this technology, looks at the camera and is like, "You saw nothing." Because like, <laughs> how do you explain this blip of technological bliss back in whatever ninety whatever it was, and then nothing? Like, back in, yeah, it, where know. are our spaceships? I where are know. our you know well, boomerangs? That's the thing. Power this, banks? this seems to exist in an alternate Earth where um, this technology does exist, and I think maybe from that point forward there were actual superheroes in that version of Earth and mm. Arnie and Jake Lloyd and although in that in this alternate version of the Earth I just want to make comment on you know talking about Ready Player One and how it's pulling upon all these uh, um, different uh, film franchises the parade has a bewildering oh, yeah. array wow. of people in the parade it has Gumby it had uh, uh, Madeline like the Madeline doll Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street yeah uh, Robots. Yeah, yeah Crayola it, crayons as yeah, well sure um, just like pr- pretty much again Parade culture is not a big thing in Australia. I think it is much more so in America. Mm. And you just obviously have these people dressed up as characters. But as kids of the 90s, there's like, oh, these are all the characters. There's Leonardo the Ninja Turtle. I, <laughs> just like, it's just yeah, like uh, just nostalgic to, to no end. Which makes great. me wonder, like, were the filmmakers intelligent enough to get like corporate branding, like sponsorship on this film? To get those was it even a thing there? back then? I don't yeah, because there's a big sequence where they're running through. You said Mall of America, which I believe yeah, you have it's, been to. it's over in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, it's massive. It's got its own theme park inside of it, mm. and they run through like a Lego section of the toy store. Yeah, and I feel as though they just kind of shot it on location, and there just happened to be a Lego thing there. But mm. nowadays, that would be slapped in the face. Lego brand everything. <laughs> Lego definitely paid us lots of money to have all their toys in there. I'm not sure it was <laughs> and, a thing. And as they pan across, one kid just looks up and goes, "Wow, everything is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> Continue with the film. Well, that's the thing. I'm sure Lego these days would just make their own film that's really yeah. I mean that's where we're at and, and also like in every one of these shops where um, unfortunately Turbo Man has been sold out and Chris Parnell laughs at you if you try and purchase <laughs> one of them that all the other like they pan across all these shots of like He-Man dolls and all these other ones mm. imagine going to those companies and be like hey do you want to have your things like <laughs> why they come off as worse than Turbo <laughs> Man this <laughs> fictional although it's not because you're going to make it like that's it, fine or, it's an alternate earth it's fine it's, defi- it's definitely timed in a certain time, time period just yeah. whether or not it's in the same dimension is the question. <laughs> Somehow this technology is just uh, groundbreaking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we're glossing over somewhat the fact that it's supposed to be a Christmas film. Mm. Like when we were discussing doing a, a holiday special um, this week, obviously this will be released a couple of days before Christmas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at sort of, you know, films that are, you know, sort of Christmas themed. And this is one that sort of comes up. There have not been a lot of really good Christmas films no. to have come out. You uh, haven't seen the Polar Express? <laughs> oh boy. You're I missing out. I really haven't seen uh, the Polar yeah, Express. Daddy's Home too. What are you yeah. talking about? The Santa Claus 1 and 2 so with so Tim Allen. I think the Santa Claus is actually kind of a good film. Obviously they have franchise but this is you know uh, supposed to be somewhat of a family film yeah and it's very amoral it's got beating up of reindeer ends mm. um and uh, uh santa clauses it has a creepy uh, neighbor creepy um b- sexual harassment neighbor yeah it has uh three fight scenes one including a reindeer mm. one including uh, a series of santa clauses yeah in, in an underground uh, distribution ring <laughs> of, of yeah of, of, imported goods in the yeah, black yeah, market. Yeah, it was like a black market sort of underground, underworld sort of Assaulting warehouse. a radio DJ and threatening to blow them up with oh, postal yeah. bombs. Yeah. Um, it has stampede. Like, again, there was some jokes there with sort of that Black Friday type stampede, um, which I find to be a joke in 96, but I think since 2003, there have been like seven recorded deaths and 98 serious injuries oh, yeah, in yeah. Um, in There's, those sort of sales. It's so. like 
those the the footage that they shot of the stampedes looks almost tame in comparison to what actually happens nowadays. It's just real life footage they've just cut in, <laughs> just, like, just gone to a random a, a Walmart. No, there wasn't enough. Ta- well, there was actually a taser in the film, but there wasn't enough of it. Yeah, wheel- the wielded by scene. one of Santa's elves. That's See, right. What, yeah. what a great community kids film this is. <laughs> it really like the film is a vehicle for Arnie though. Like it's yeah. he is in it. Like he is eighty percent of the film is him. Um, and I think you remarked early on in the, in the film as well that he's trying so hard to act. Actually, well, I just had a realization. So when you're not seeing Arnie, mm. you're pretty much always seeing Phil Hartman, right? Yeah. And all he does, he's like the antagonist of the film. And, and his role, I mean, sp- sorry to spoil it, but he's, he's just a sleazy single dad, right? Classic yeah. sleazy single dad. And even he, who is hitting on women and like undermining marriages and just being real, like just pushing the boundary... He doesn't have a comeuppance either. At the end of the film, he just gets spilled with eggnog and then non-alcoholic eggnog, mind, yeah. mind yeah. you, and then runs away. And that's it. There's no repercussions for that's like it, yeah. bad behavior. Yeah. And, and like you commented back at that time, divorce was at an all-time high, and you've got someone like, you know, causing these problems. Mm. And well, yeah. the kid, his son, uh, Phil Hartman's son, says to uh, Jake Lloyd, "Oh, things have been so great since my parents got divorced. My dad's so much cooler. He buys me so much more stuff." And I'm like, yeah. is this an appropriate joke? Yeah. And know? then he turns to the camera, winks, and says, "Phil Hartman, lawyers, contact us if you need some help." <laughs> like, yeah, it really is a, 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 a yeah a commentary on society. Like, there's so many ways in which this is like a reflection of that time period. But at no yeah. point does it actually make a comment. It's just like, here's what it was. That's but right. Don't worry, yeah. Man's here to save the it's, day. It's like a time capsule of the '90s, isn't yeah. it? Like it's, uh, and we, as far as I'm aware, we all grew up in the '90s, so mm. this was sort of like our wheelhouse as well. And it's, yeah, it, it just like it is a '90s film. I don't know why I can't. Like it's not like you can, you know, how you can always tell an '80s film, right? Because you look at the technology and it's like, oh, look at those mobile phones, or look at that fashion, or look at that whatever. And then you look at the films at the '90s, and you're like, there's nothing there that's really strongly defining it as the 90s but yes somehow it is the 90s apart like, from uh, the uh, the uh, difficult to recognize arnold schwarzenegger wife actress wearing those <laughs> wonderful vests that only appeared in the 90s that was the one part where i was like oh, i remember my mom wearing those <laughs> and also that like the whole premise of the film which is just like like it would have taken me 10 seconds to, to buy this on ebay yeah or, or, uh, yeah, or the enough. whole how uh, most of the plots of seinfeld will be dispelled if they just had mobile phones and yeah just yeah, call each other. yeah like the 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 prevalence of like uh uh, what are they called? I can't even remember what they're called. Telephone boxes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, payphones. Payphones, that's it. Man, this is exactly. This, that's like the defining feature showing like it can't be later than mobile phones, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, so uh, I think that's probably as much unraveling I as we need so. to do. So what do we reckon? So the, the, the public is crying out for a really good holiday film. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It, and, and something that is family friendly feel good it has a strong yeah. moral i think one of the things we've pulled away from this is that this does not have a strong moral <laughs> mm. and whatever film uh movie film studios uh does mm. really needs to drive home that this is the moral that we're getting across yeah um so do lots, we- lots of reflection of society like pointing exactly. out some of the societal issues and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and perhaps doing a better job of like making commentary on it rather yeah, than just right. holding a mirror and then flashing it away to show Arnie's face which is basically it and oh and there has to be I feel like there has to be some kind of I would like for there to be a um there's almost a um a play within a play right like we we spend more time at the beginning analyzing Turbo Man yeah perhaps there needs to be some kind of you know, focus within, you know, like yes. a, 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 a separate story being told within the... Well, I have an idea, guys. Created. You know how um, there's a very, very popular uh, IP called K-N-I-G, 
HDS. Hold it. If this is going to be an idea that we're going to put in the film, yeah. do you think it might be worth discussing in the green room? Oh, good Oh, good point. Wait, do I get to go to the green room? You guys? do get to oh go to the gosh, green room. I'm going to have to warn you. Block your ears. Hold your eyes closed as tight as possible. Yep. And if, uh, if possible, you need to gently exhale for the next sort of like two to three seconds because if you hold it in the gas will sort of bubble through your blood so oh wow um, okay cool yeah so on the count of three yep all right one two three <gasps> man we're here oh goodness oh. i've no idea where we are oh. but oh, wow can you, can you not tell no. What color is enveloping you right I'd now? I'd say it's like an emerald color, a vermilion, perhaps. No. Uh, some uh, oh, a green. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, they- I tell you, these verdant light bulbs are not not <laughs> easy to come. Like, yeah, we we tried. I tried initially just sort of dipping it in like a, a greenish paint. Yeah. But mm. the paint burns off after a while. It's a really mm. nasty smell. I've yeah. had to import this um, uh, custom glass from uh, Azerbaijan and. Um, <laughs> It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a nightmare, but it is worth it in the end. Well, yeah. I, I have my trusty, uh, from when I used to work at uh, Motion Picture Inc., I have this t- uh, flashlight, which is red tinted. So mm. with the red and the green, maybe we can get something Christmassy going. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to set this up here <laughs> in the middle of the table and uh, maybe that'll give us some inspiration. I have to say, guys, traveling by audio sting is becoming a little bit uh, hard on the old organs. Is any of you bleeding from the nose right now? Uh, I thought that was normal. Not from the nose, not, not from the okay. nose. <laughs> My ears. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we can't. So well, you were referencing another. As I was referencing yeah. in the incorrect room, I, I apologize deeply for that. But um, we have a particular film franchise that might be great as a film within a film, and that film is, of course, K and I G. Because we haven't we haven't marketed those action figures, and they no. are a fantastic sort of uh, idea yeah. behind. I mean, they're they're guys in mm. sort of power suits. They've got sort of animal type yeah. heads. They've got. Um, I'm sure they've got rocket blasters and things like that. <laughs> and so that's, sure. that's actually one of the things that has really confused me because um, w- for MPI, we we had a division of toy distribution. Yeah. Um, like my mom made a lot of toys <laughs> and, and we sold them on the corner and, and she did a really great job of it. So, I mean, yeah. you, we've got assets we can leverage well, if we it. wanted to move well, into this you know, well, area. Here's the thing. When we made KNIG, HDS, uh, we devoted one of our sub-basements to all the merchandise, but we never sold any of it. So, it's now ready for the universe within a, well, with a film within a film. I'm assuming there's like a like a, a an extra level. You press like number minus twenty, yeah. and you open up, and there's a yeah. giant factory floor on the side. It says Ark of the Covenant. Like just listen, just sitting there in a yeah. warehouse yeah. size thing of all the merchandise yeah. you've created, along with more lawyers. <laughs> who are also in boxes just waiting to be unpacked we're gonna have to applied. start inventing new numbers at the moment it's like that that combined l and n from nine <laughs> from, from last week nile that that's that's the one that's the merchandise uh, room you have to press that button <laughs> okay all right so let's look at it uh should we start with moral first is that the way we should go do we need to figure out like what the moral of this film is going to be? Yeah, and they kind of work backwards from there. And what 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 is the societal issue? Like what what are you going to drag out of twenty seventeen and really Ooh. and you know derive from that? Ooh. Um. Well, okay. So a couple of things going on in the world right now. Memes. I know that in America, the FCC just uh, oh. took down net neutrality. Oh, really? Net yeah. neutrality's gone. It's gone. Mm. Oh well, pending a court case, but yeah, for the most part, it's it's gone. Uh, there's that. There's so also does that mean, hang on, so if net neutrality is gone, does that mean that the oil lines via which data is flowing, <laughs> there will be some kind of like <laughs> like caps on them or something? Or yeah, different no, size oil lines? I don't know what to say. Pay to win is not the right the <laughs> phrase there, but it's definitely if you pay more, 
your your oil flows faster. Yeah. I believe that's 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 the, the, the that's the worry with the whole thing, right? Yeah. What, what if I mean it might be a bit on the nose, but what about like other issues inside, like uh, a, a monopoly uh, of uh, dis- digital distribution um, oligarchies <laughs> such as Disney and um, I like it. And, and, Fox and Fox? And like, what if there's some like it's happened in the same week? What if there's some kind of correlation there? I'm not saying you know, I'm not saying that you know joining mer- like merging different yeah. you know movie studios is bad. Like, I think it's the greatest idea, yeah, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I'm really, I'm so I've, on board with yeah, everything that's happened recently. But like, maybe there's something there, right? Is there that? I yeah. So here's the idea then, right? So what if it's like a small, you know, small movie studio or small whatever, small uh, doesn't have to be a movie studio. It just can be a small like mom and pa uh, production of something, uh, and there's always the big corporate overlords trying to take it over. And the moral of the story can be that the good, the you know. Work hard, and the small guys will always win. Yeah. Our hero, the a previous worker at this small mum and pop store, yeah. has now is now driven to work every day. He's you know like his corporate lawyers, this like clocking in and clocking out, yeah. and he can't see his family. He or she can't see their family anymore yeah. because of this you know ridiculous merging yeah. going on. So it could be like, what if this mum and pa operation were making toys, toys for certain film franchises? Okay, <laughs> hang on. So in this. In this world you're creating, K N I G H T S, is 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 a, is a series of toys that haven't existed in the real world yeah. yet. Not yet, but they do in this. Yes, yes, and yeah. ba- it's based on a very very popular um, uh, film franchise. I'm, of the I'm, not, I'm not sure we make it a popular film franchise no? yet. I think we do it like that sort of like A A Milne, and these are the stories that Mum and Pop ah, are telling okay. to their kid yeah. as he goes to sleep, and they're creating this world, yeah. and they're hand making these toys, and they're selling it. Yeah. Enter corporate. Um, streaming service who wants to sort of turn this very sort of wholesome mum and pop uh, story yeah, about these yeah. woodland creature animals mm. into these sort of big, you know, corporatized, yeah, yeah, pay yeah. on demand, get your thing faster if you give us more money sort of uh, sort of development. Because oh, toys these days, I don't know if you guys are in with a toy, but my mum knows a lot of stuff about toys. <laughs> and uh, these days, it's all the Bionicles, right? Yeah. It's all yeah. it's all the Disney Infinities. It's all yeah. click. You click it in, oh, and you, you download it, and click everything. it in, and um, and it ties in and you yep. get unlocked digital content and imagine and the kid getting this toy and plugging in it's like sorry your parents don't pay enough for their yeah. data oil and you're like oh, oh damn you can't access this toy like there's like a pay to pay to play effectively yeah but, wow. but not pay to play like a microtransaction in a game it's pay to play with your own toys yeah. yeah oh that's that's heartbreaking that's a christmas message for the ages right isn't it? and now you've got you've got shots of people going to like stores to like download these online credits they're trampling <laughs> people to get to these pay stations <laughs> yeah you know yeah. you've got it's still christmas it's very Christmas oriented, yeah, yeah. right? It's still we're talking toys here. We're talking about equality for all toys. I love the idea that people have to go to a store to buy like data packets. So I just packets. I just imagine them with like big oil cans, yeah, just yeah. like running and pouring the oil all over the computer, thinking, "Is this how I pay? Is you, this how you, this works?" You I dunk don't your know. toy into oil first, and you see this kid, and it's a shot of him just like leaning against a, a windowsill, at looking at an empty oil drum, yeah. being like, "Mom, are we getting more oil? I'm sorry, son, no oil for you this Christmas." I, I like it like as a kind of like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory kind of thing as well. Like it's a family that lives sort of in a, a disheveled, ramshackle old place. And mm. like the mum and pa are dressed in kind of shabby clothes, and mm. they the sleep kid- in a bed with eighteen other people, <laughs> <laughs> head to toe. Yep, 
Um, and they've only really got like they open <laughs> they open the doors to their pantry, and there's only like a few measly cans of oil in there that they can use for yeah. the next couple of days, and they've got to ration it and make sure that they've got enough for their entire family. But then, like, I also imagine that the the corporate toys, and they've obviously stolen the idea of K N I G H T S, and taken these wood car feet. But like the corporate toys, when you dunk them in the oil, like consumes the oil. It, like it drinks it oh, up and eats yeah. it, yeah. and maybe it like glows a little bit and lights up and says it's catphrase and, yeah, yeah. or whatever. But like it's it's almost like a, a like oh now you need to buy more oil because yeah. your toys are eating the oil and the toys don't work without the oil. Yeah, and this is a sort of vicious cycle, and all the oh. money's feeding to the top. How dare that corporate evil overlord manufacture toys like that? Mm. Yeah, and not, like not only is it like the, these these fancy toys are taking from the oil pool, but this mum and pop has been embroiled into this you know corporation life or whatever now it's taking from them as well they can't mm. be with their family like they can't provide and you yeah. know there's there's like a parallelism there between you know the toys oh, so and the people yep. and yeah so i mean that's that's the great world that we've built and this is a great moral what's the ending then like what what how does how do you overcome corporate um like obviously we live in a world where it's just corporations are just going from strength to strength mm. acquiring other corporations uh, getting more money yep. um, making you pay for your internet what's what's the the thing that happens in our world that um, or do we lean into it and we go like at the end it's just like uh, I don't know the wonderful life ends well right it doesn't just say <laughs> no, it does. and the, yeah. and the, world's, and the world's horrible <laughs> the world's horrible and there's nothing you can do about it good luck kids <laughs> like I mean and then it comes up with a wonderful life and it scratches out wonderful and right <laughs> shit it's I, a life yeah I like the idea so my thing would be that there's a few films that have I, I'm pretty sure they're 90s films as well where the evil uh, baron overlord or whoever comes to their senses like they're shown something and they're so blown away by what they see that they change their tune pretty sure like the Jetsons movie did that at some point where is it, the Jetsons movie is a Christmas Carol though isn't it or did, I, uh, I'm just thinking of the Jetsons do a Christmas Carol you could be thinking that um, where like I think they were threatening to destroy some planet and it was inhabited by all these little creatures and then the guy that wanted to destroy the planet actually sees all these creatures and is like oh no I can't do it therefore the end yeah, so so may, maybe yeah, you've, you've got to, you've got to take it down from the top, right? Like, yeah, and then that spills down into like mm. you know you know joy. He's like throwing toys out to all the workers, and there's like a beautiful moment where something has changed significantly as a result. Yeah, so in my mind, it's like you're looking at a kind of uh, uh, Orson Welles kind of character, <laughs> you know, the controller, you know, looking down at the factory yeah, and yeah, with yeah. whips and stuff. And yeah. by the end of it, he's been taught the message. It's almost you, you're wrapping into this story then. Um, the ghosts of Christmas yeah. and like it's Ebenezer Scrooge effectively I think isn't what it? we've done here is we've got Citizen Kane A Christmas Carol and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in the one film mm. mixed in with K-N-I-G HDS yeah, yeah. Uh, I cannot think of a better box office winner than that, honestly. <laughs> How many great films have we just referenced? In <laughs> True. Okay. Right. So the other thing here is, obviously we're trying to make, I mean, not necessarily a Christmas film, it's a, it's a holiday sort of special film. Mm. But then, obviously, if you reference Christmas, it's very sort of Christian-centric. True. Um, which, you know, it may not be the most sort of politically correct thing. Um, there's a lot of other sort of religions that have festivals this time of year. Mm. Do we make a, a theme of it? Or we just say, I mean, really, the only thing that's universal about this time of year is it's the midpoint of a season, whether mm. it's uh, your summer solstice or winter solstice. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how it works on the equator. 
Um, <laughs> sure, it's 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 a change from I'm the, the sure wet season. A to gopher the comes season. out of the ground and flips a coin, and whichever one it lands, they do that for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so it's sort of like you know, happy mid mid season um, Christmas. Oh, no, I can't use the word Christmas. Sorry, holiday. Uh, yeah, holiday period. Yuletide. Yule. Is, yeah. is Yule? What's it? I don't know. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Look, and maybe that's even a commentary, right? Like as well. Like I, I, I just want to throw more and more social commentary. Like the world is becoming more atheist. Like yeah. is is that a thing as well? Yeah. Like. You know, it's not the Christmas spirit anymore. It's just, you know, you've got to search within, you know. This Happy is the, holidays. Yeah, right. The, on the war on Christmas. You know like, how in a lot of these holiday films, there's like an opening shot, usually the American ones, there's an opening shot of someone walking down a street and it's all snowing. Yeah. People walking past them the saying, camera zooms Merry in, yeah. Christmas, Happy Christmas. Like, we should do that. But every single person that walks by says a different holiday. Mm. Yeah, that's tr- that's not too bad. And as well, like, I think they have to walk through different seasons as well. So, like, the first block, <laughs> it's, it's snowing. Because the one thing about growing up in Australia is you watch these Christmas movies it's always yeah. snowing in America and that's just like it's like 40 degrees Celsius here and it's it's just hot like you can't yeah. walk on the concrete because your skin literally sort of like melts to the how hot the pavement is yeah. it's a completely different experience so to make it obviously you know every sort of seasonal green yeah, that you yeah, can yeah. have but every block is also yeah. like it might be monsoonal it's like oh it's the monsoon season in some equatorial <laughs> so, countries so like and, and this is one of the areas that uh, jingle all the way it was a very like middle class white America mm. um, story and even at one point that there was a, a man who working at a diner who was the sage uh, old black dude who was like giving giving advice? I feel like we need to be as as average as possible, right? It needs to be average. Like we pick a, a filming location or a, you know a set, like a, where to set it, where the weather changes on a dime. It's snowing, and then suddenly it's you know <laughs> we have a we have a family who are from all different backgrounds. Like yeah. you know, Christmas is for everyone, right? It's, stop yeah. being you know so single minded with these kind of you know even recent. What's the best recent uh, Christmas story? I can like, uh, ooh, Elf. Elf. Elf's a good one. Really? I actually quite enjoy Elf. But again, it's so like you know, it's a it's a white family doing a middle class thing. Mm. You know, it, let's let's diverse in like, New York, yeah, yeah where yeah. it snows and yeah, sure. So we just get everyone and every. So it's set in Singapore and. <laughs> I did. I did actually grow up in Singapore as well for for a little oh, bit. So Christmas in Singapore works quite well for me. There we go. Great. Uh, okay. Go good. back home. Uh, oh, brilliant. All right. Well, in that case, if it's going to be this diverse casting. Yeah. Is well, all- I mean, we haven't <laughs> really nutted down exactly who our characters are. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> you launch into casting first and then backtrack. No, that's a little. the thing. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, with Arnie, they didn't say, ooh, who would be the right person for this film? No, they said, we need Arnie for a Christmas film. We'll figure out the rest he of it. He looks after. like an action hero. Let's yeah. just make it about well, an action okay, so hero. Okay, it's funny that you bring up K and I G H. Yes, mm. um, and I'm because uh, it's funny because back in that film, I remember when you guys cast the winner of the MMA competition specifically. So <laughs> yes, I mean, right. you've already got a little element of like, uh, that's true. You know, yeah. uh, fighters turned actors. Um, yeah. Will you have to go and cast like Jake Johnson and everyone again? I, for do, I think I mean they'll be definitely will record some extra dialogue because yeah. their action figures will have their voice. So Anna Kendrick yeah, yeah. and John Boyega and. Uh, um, I think Jake Johnson was Jake in the yeah, MMA and fighter. Um, was uh, was Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that? I don't think so. I think no. we went with the the oh, we uh, the, 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 um, the battle royale. I think yeah, yeah John, John Boyega, Boyega and Anna Kendrick and mm. uh, those guys were in there, and whoever the the fifth or fourth <laughs> one happened to be, sure. The, that I could, no, be you know well. that that it, it may have come that that person is the booster of K and I G H D S. Yes, the the, the fluorescent pink saber tooth tiger type character. I think we had an Arctic fox in there or a giant grizzly bear. You're going to have to go back and look at which one was the same tooth or whatever. And that is the new booster. Yeah. Well, we'll need them back anyway. It's because like in Jingle All The Way, there's they actually show a bit of the TV show. Exactly. That's how the film starts. And I, I'd seen a, I, I'd never seen Jingle All The Way before. Mm. And 
And so when it started with this, I was like, whoa, this is not the film I thought it was going to be. And so like a superhero shoot, zooming around. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great movie. It turns out it was a play within a place. But is that how you start this film yeah, as well? Yeah, we'll have to. So we'll have to get everyone back to record that bit. We won't use archival footage because we're premium filmmakers now. We own an extra studio. So we'll actually, we'll farm that out. Second unit will do it. Uh, that'll be your job, Kieran. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll get straight on that. Yeah, great. Um, <clears throat> I'll organize me- another fighting competition and whoever wins this one will be the new voice actor. Okay, so but then you're right. We need to figure out who these characters are. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of established that there's a mum and pa and that there's a kid... And then there's also 18 other people. In That's cool. I think the mum and pa are a good, a good start-off point like to, to cast people in those roles. I mm. think you know there's always a, an opportunity to have sort of a good sort of... Uh, who's the... In Spider-Man, the Uncle Ben and Aunt... Me? Uh, Aunt Baru. Me. Uh, <laughs> and um, like, you know, they, they've obviously been through some iterations of like uh, Martin Sheen and... Uh, yeah, uh, and dude who played it in the Tobey Maguire films. Yeah, sure. But like, you know, there's... And um, Marissa Tomei, uh, yeah. sure. But like, they, they have, you know, there's, you know, that sagely sort of old elderly yeah, advice. Yeah, sort yeah, of yeah but, but Marissa Tomei wasn't, you know. Maybe, maybe it's a yeah. mom and pop. Maybe you go a bit younger. One, yeah, one, Olivia Wilde. Whoa, whatever. One, a, one actress that I had in mind, we, we, we talked briefly about another uh, film franchise before we started recording. Um, but an actress, I feel like, who could, who could maybe use this... And since you already have John Boyega, Gwendolyn Christie, maybe oh, like as a as okay. a as a mum character. What do you, what do you think? I, yeah, I can see her. So in you that. said the words Gwendolyn Christie, and a, a picture of her face did not pop into my brain. I'm just like <laughs> scanning through like my database. Uh, what was she from? What she who she played? You never seen uh, um, Captain Phasma? Oh right, from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, did not know that was the actress's name, but yeah, sure. Uh, she's not. You weren't wound by Captain Phasma's in a very important uh, oh, she- role in recent films <laughs> um, yeah. owned by the Disney Fox Corporation. I believe we, we spoke last week about um, the uh, death race, death cure, the, the third maze or anything oh, yes. where people who have just sort of been killed off on Game of Thrones just can like <laughs> apparently walk across to the Maze Runner studios where they're making yep. films. I believe she's still alive in that as okay. far as I'm aware. Yep. But, but by, sure, the, by the time we... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just camp outside the Game of uh, Game of Thrones studio gates and, yeah. and as the characters yeah. walk off as they're killed off, we'll just yeah. say, sign a contract, we can come over with us. No, what, what we'll do is usually there's like a passageway to go from the Game of Thrones studios to the Maze Runner studios. So we'll need to build a fake passageway that just says, yeah, Maze Runner, this way and we'll just direct them into <laughs> our like so catering van so I think 50% of our effects budget for this film is yeah, going just... into building a tunnel <laughs> yes. building a tunnel from the Game of Thrones studios so we can siphon off all their uh, all their characters that are getting okay, killed okay so we, we basically have an actor pool to work from now exactly what's what's that Kit Harrington yeah. coming, coming this way he's still Amelia alive Clark? He? Yeah, the... sure. I mean it's going to be the last season surely okay. like most of them are going to yeah die, I mean yeah. so we, you know if you're going to have like a kid character who's like you know, dis- you know this the, the child of this mum and pop store mm. then why not get um uh, uh what's her name mormont whatever the oh the young lady mormont young lady mormont right yeah, she's really good she's she, really good and she has similar good acting skills to whatever anakin skywalker's actor's name was <laughs> yeah jake lloyd that's it uh okay i don't know i i don't watch yeah. game of thrones so. i realize i've said let's go diverse and picked two white ladies <laughs> but, but that's I, cool when when you've like the cast of uh the northern type characters in yeah, game of thrones yeah, yeah, are very yeah, 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 are very white yeah, 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 anyway that's fine. Um, well, I mean, do we? What about want- Pedro Pascal then? You know, like bring him in. Like, his sure. character is dead in Game of Thrones. Okay. Did he play? I don't. I, I don't take unless it's Isaac Hampstead, right? Because like he's got my first name and I know who he plays. Um, I really don't take other that people much you're, you're, fa- you're fans of Isaac Asimov, <laughs> Isaac Newton, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> 
It's true. It cast them all. <laughs> he was he was the guy whose eyes get punched out. Oh right, yes, the um, uh, the, the, the sand snake or whatever. His yeah, name was. this is the, we're getting far too Game of Thrones. No AJ idea. is not a Game of Thrones person, <laughs> no. so maybe we just we'll, we'll take those guys and then and then we'll, uh, we'll, and then we'll, we'll close the tunnel off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll pick. There's that, the other fifty percent. We'll drive to another TV studio <laughs> of a show that AJ actually watches. Yeah. Um, uh, what do I watch? I'm not watching anything. Right that's right. Now. Thirty Rock. Yeah. It's great. like we're, we're not even shooting this anymore. No. What are we doing outside of Tina Fey's house? <laughs> and then we just like like put a bag over her head and drag her into the van. <laughs> Sure. Well, she, yeah, they're doing. She's doing the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, or do sure. we just like actually go to Thirty Rock and siphon off Saturday Night Live? I mean, people? Chris Parnell was in Jingle All the Way yeah. two years before he was cast yeah, as, yeah, yeah. on SNL. So sure, and um, a bunch of like uh, long time uh, SNL folk have just left, right? Like, um, uh, was it Cecil? Uh, was it Cecil? No, I, don't, I haven't actually watched SNL for about five years. Okay. And I, I, I turned on an epi- episode the other day. I'm like, I know none of you. Where's <laughs> Seth Meyers and Andy Samberg and Bill Hader and Will Forte and Amy <laughs> Poehler? Think, yeah, Bobby Monaghan is um, way ahead. What his name that's, is. I think yeah, he's leaving the one as well. I'm thinking of. Um, thirty-year-old character. I'm just going to throw it out there. Tracy Morgan. Now, what if he was the like the like the big uh, yes. control, right? Oh, and he has yeah. to learn the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> no, the spirit of holidays. Sorry, sorry. The spirit, the spirit, spirit of, of non, non-denominational time off time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> middle middle of the season. Yeah, Mid- mid-seasonal <laughs> holiday. Um, what is it in like all fantasy worlds? It's called like midwinter or winter yeah, mass or yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. All right, so he's going to be. But, the- Again, wid- midwinter does not like it excludes the entire southern hemisphere, yeah, which mid- we can't. It's do. called midseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like midseason. Mid <laughs> the true meaning of midseason. I finally understand it. <laughs> All right, so he's going to be. It the- ironically is also middle of the season for K and I G H. Sorry, I said that wrong. But yeah. it's the middle of their season of the TV show. Exactly. And in yeah. their downtime, the actors get to do just some extra lines for this. Great. Yeah. It's on hiatus. They don't know if it's going to be picked up. Yeah. So Anna Kendrick and John Boyega are like. Yeah, they're sort of like hanging outside the studio. They've got nothing else going exactly on. Exactly. There's the- no Pitch Perfect three. There's no stuff. For- we've we've stashed just- them in the basement. To be <laughs> yeah, perfectly honest, they're hidden with other merchandise, <laughs> with the other lawyers in the, boxes. I mean, they're, they're probably in the the sub basement N slash L making the uh, making the toys for us at I, the moment. So. They're probably involved in the creation of Mephistable, our yeah. digital distribution yeah. platform. We're just Mephistibur, not aware yeah. of it. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, so you, you've only been here for a day, and you get it right. <laughs> I've been here for months. I'm studying up. Hey, put bees in there. I'm a busy executive, okay? I don't have time for this. That's why I pass it on to support... Not support... Well, you're a... Well... What? I'm not Guys, sure. Guys, what? I mean, I mean we, I we mean, paid. So it's it's going to be a bit of a social network type situation where uh, <laughs> my uh, mum said this would happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got stock options now, and they're worth something. If we expand, we have the option of giving you more of those stock options yeah. to keep its value, absolutely, or, or not. So no, no, uh, this is this is going to be a long time running collaboration. I, I absolutely think so. I mean, if if anything, to, with with this film, this um. Uh, mid-seasonal uh, holiday spirit of um, giving and sharing, and spirit of neutrality. Is that? <laughs> yeah, like, that's. I love it. Yeah, the spirit yeah, of neutrality. Yeah, at the end of the movies, just to look at the camera and be like, "Well, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> so at the, again, we didn't discuss it. The end of Jingle All the Way is. Um, so you got your whatever oh, your son yes. wanted for Christmas yeah. and the wife goes and what did you get from me and Arnie literally turns to the camera it whip zooms in one of <laughs> on his face like oh I forgot your present too and that's like legitimately the end of so, the film yeah, he's learnt nothing <laughs> he he's has learnt, learnt absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing but that can't happen in our one it's it not going to happen Tracy Morgan has to look at the camera it dolly zooms into his face and he says quite clearly 
there is meaning in in mid season, <laughs> and that's the, like, the and opposite. Then he, and then he winks, and then the camera like shrinks down to a small iris, like yeah. Warner Brothers style, and then it disappears, and then the end credits roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, what's yeah. our post credit sequence? Um, well, if it's anything like Jingle All the Ways, which is just the name of an actor that they forgot to put on the credits. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I actually really like your like sort of a Nick Fury type eye patched character. <laughs> comes in and, and like steals the technology that we've been using on the KNI GHTS um, uh, suits to uh, form their own team of guys, actual superheroes. I, I've, I've, heard, I've heard of your previous um, uh, thing where you guys get yourselves in, in, in the oh, movies. We have not done that we've for a really long time. time. What if, what if, what if cor- us three sorry, as friends corpses. and forever friends come in at the end and just are sweeping up the factory and we're just like, well... Head to the head to head to stores now to buy your limited edition copies of K. <laughs> oh, so it should just be an ad. Yes. We should just put an ad at the end. For and it's not, even, and, not included. And in store, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we get to draw a mini Mormon to yeah. say that, pop up to say that, and then it zooms into her eye as well. Well, I think uh, for that to happen, I mean, we've traditionally always been dead in those cameos as well. Yeah, because so, we, we use the time-travelling technology and yeah. we can only bring our bones back yeah. um, or potentially our petrified remains <laughs> which have turned into carbon chains of oil. Well, so. I'll sweep up your dead dead bodies. Exactly. How about that, guys? Oh, that's, that's, that's not too bad because we don't need you to be dead in the no. film. You can actually make real, yeah, like, yeah. live-action uh, cameos. So. Yeah. Well, that could be your yeah. We'll we'll mix you in there. It'll be my cameo, guys. Can I just point out one last thing? Mm. We've spent uh, about four seconds thinking about the plot of this film. <laughs> what is the plot of K N I T H D S? Because this is what it's going to open with. This is oh, like oh yeah, there needs to be an adventure. Well, I mean, we don't want to adapt the film as such. We can just uh, do. We need to make a separate episode for it. Uh, so in the film, it's it has to link back to the toy thing, right? Of the yeah. oil or whatever. Yeah, th- I mean, I mean, I th- I'm sure oil pipeline is a toy, right? And you buy lots of segments <laughs> of it, kind of like <laughs> yeah. you know, slot, collect slot them cars. all, build your own uh, sewerage empire. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got? You know, my my dad bought me ten straight sections. Yeah, I've got an S bend curve. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, maybe in, in the the secret segment at the beginning, that's where they learn that K and I yes, uh, learn that if they are covered in oil. They do light up and like all the special features of the toys, yeah, yeah. and it's like you, you're shown in that you know that yeah. these are the uh, features yeah. you will be getting from okay. your purchases. That's that's foreshadowing or yeah. <laughs> actually, actually decent storytelling. That's what. Okay. <laughs> all right, now we've we've cast one actor. We do need to cast our mum and pa at the very least before we we finish up. So we know that um, Meaning, you know jing- yeah go go. well jingle all the way was a vehicle for Arnie. I mean, do we need to also go down? the same road and get Ronda Rousey well, I was going to go Lou Ferrigno but sure <laughs> oh I think his time is is, is is Lou Ferrigno still alive I don't know well, Didn't, wasn't he replaced as a voice actor in one, one of them Lou like he only did some of the lines in the second Hulk movie because then he died no he's still alive I, I, th- I think he's still alive I'm pretty guys. sure he's still alive I'm not really sure sorry Lou that's alright we have time travelling technology anyway exactly so we can just go oh, get yeah. him should we get him in like his peak Hulk days as well I mean because the reason I bring it up is because in Pumping Iron which is the um, the like documentary of Arnold Schwarzenegger I'm mm. fairly sure Lou Ferrigno finishes second to Arnold Schwarzenegger in like three consecutive Mr. Oh, Universe okay. competitions so like it's like this time he can also like he was probably second in line to play Jingle All the Way uh, <laughs> 21 years ago. You can just um, imagine him waiting in the casting room as they say he didn't get it and he pulls out his fist and he's slamming them <laughs> down on the table. Well, it's it's sobering time and he just starts crying. Well, now we can give him the opportunity he's always wanted because he is still alive, it, folks. It I is have just time. checked. He is still alive. He's 66 years old. And for some reason, in the Wikipedia photo of him, he kind of looks like 
um, Steve Martin with black hair. It's really weird. <laughs> Uh, maybe instead, like if he's not available, we just put Steve Martin on like a, a massive gains routine, gym every day, protein powder, and just bulk him up, and we can get like a, a massively cut Steve Martin for, to come into play. For a reason that is not explained in all scenes of the movie, he has a banjo. Like, it, it, <laughs> you... when we make, when we supposed to make this a diverse film? So far, we've cast Gwendolyn Christie, Steve Martin, and Tracy Morgan, and that's it. Oh, you know. Okay, we, sure. can, we can do more. Oh, and um, us as well. We're pretty diverse. So, I mean, let's let's go. If we're going to go um, every culture, let's just pick sort of like a, a, every continent. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just get one of the emperor penguins from March of the Penguins <laughs> from Antarctica done. Uh, we, so we just need a, like an Australian. Uh, uh, um, uh, is Skippy still alive? Oh, I mean, I mean, don't need animals so much. Just like you know, who's an Australian actor that uh, we haven't? Paul Hogan. Cast? Paul Hogan. I'm sure he's still doing things, and I'm sure our international. Uh, <laughs> he's Crocodile Dundee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Crocodile Hunter Steve Irwin. No. Definitely, probably not going to be able to no, cast him. No. But uh, Crocodile Dundee is still kicking about. Yep. Um, uh, Asia, any Asian um, oh, well, actors surely. or actresses? That <laughs> there's a, there's a, Asia is quite large. I, I mean, I'm just saying, is Star well, Power, if, you've got your Jet Li. Um, yeah. I'm sure, like, you if can, it's set in Singapore, maybe you get like a local Singaporean. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Actor or actress to to be part of it. Yep. Can, Nicholas, you, can you name one? Isaac? Nicholas Yee. Hang on. There was a there was a Singaporean sitcom called Under One Roof. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> back in 1995, <laughs> uh, and I'm just trying to remember the theme song. Um, Tana Tech, Nicholas Yee is Ronnie, Andrew <laughs> Lee is Paul, and Go Chick Don is Ronnie. something. So like, let's go Nicholas Yee, because okay, I'm great, fairly great. sure he exists as a person, possibly. Oh, Maybe I've butchered the name, but uh, sure, Singaporean actor. Um, can I can- just say, top credit to that Singaporean production team for calling the show the exact same thing as the amount of sets they have as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like a good Christmas movie name as well. Like Under, under One under Roof, under like one two roof. companies being brought, a oh, family under great. one roof. So if we buy that Singaporean studio just to get the naming rights, we won't actually adapt Under One Roof. We'll just use the name. You know how some companies have to do that when like they've named a film something and they realize, oh, it's the name of some product in some weird country somewhere and then yeah. we have to buy them out so we can use it. That's what we'll have to do. Are you suggesting that the film, our Christmas, our mid-seasonal Christmas spirit film yes. is called Under One Roof. I why not? Like in, in parentheses, a K N I G H T S adventure, <laughs> and then in double parentheses, not the 1995 Singaporean sitcom <laughs> of the same name, and then in, 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 in third level, but it still features Nicholas He. <laughs> and then in fourth level, it needs to say like a a mid a mid-season uh, tale, a yes. mid-season fable. Yeah. Sure. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Can't Not- wait till next week when we have to re- <laughs> rename, like, retell the name of that. Oh. And guys, how much of the budget is going to go towards actually creating a real life K N I G H T S creature that is like the end of the film? It launches into battle and like um, and and actually you know shoots data out of its you know out yeah. Its pores I mean, because and- um, movie film studios workshop practical. Mm, We've yeah. um uh, just, I mean it's, it's been quite obvious for a long time that. Uh, moving into genetic engineering <laughs> is actually a cheaper way than doing it uh, digitally. So, I mean, we've got a couple of sort of hybrid octopus monsters that we've been working on. Um, there's there's uh, that um, 
uh, half man, half bull. Yep. Um, we didn't get the halves around the right way, no. and it looks so a little just, bit weird. It's just two sets of legs. Yeah. One's a bull's legs, one's a man's legs. <laughs> and they're, yeah, and sort they're of fused together. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we're working on it, and absolutely, I think by the time we get this into production, we can have some sort of, like, oil monster hybrid sort of thing, and we don't even need to do um, uh, digital effects. Great. Because yeah. it's always great when you if do If you can genetically uh, in, in, in imbue it with the ability to dig tunnels, then that solves, <laughs> <laughs> that solves our first issue of getting and, and the drive minivans. So, yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. All right, great. Well, I think that's a wrap on... Uh, what was the name of Under one roof. Under one roof. Parenthesis. Parenthesis. Um... <laughs> Not the title. No, no that was that was, was second no. parenthesis. <laughs> I don't remember the, what first parenthesis. It was under parenthesis, not the 1992 show. Five sitcom of the same name. Yeah, but yeah. under one parenthesis, and then, uh, uh, oh, but it still stars Nicholas Heath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the fourth one is a mid-season, a, 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 a mid-season, a mid-season fable. Holidays, a oh, fable. sorry, no, the first one was a K N I G H T S adventure. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Not not the not the 1990 whatever thing, but still stars Nicholas Heath. A mid-season fable. Yeah, I'm so glad that is not at all confusing so um <laughs> uh great that is indeed a wrap that is uh any housekeeping from this week in the world of uh, our social media always housekeeping uh we have a website moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes and also some lovely pretty pictures of us and maybe kieran who knows what? I mean, if, my mum's going to be so proud, <laughs> um, and I'm going to be in a cameo in a film. Oh boy, <laughs> it is a great mid-season miracle for me. You stick with us, buddy. We'll take you places. I can't um, wait to do this in the future with you guys. Uh, neither can we. Neither can we. Uh, we are on Facebook, uh, Movie Film Studios on Facebook. We are movie fil- at Movie Film Studio on Twitter. Oh, because I went to M- Movie Film Studios on Twitter and it didn't take me... Is, do you know. not have a... Is it different? It's different. You, oh, have you, haven't, you haven't mentioned that yet on the podcast or no, anything. No, because the S is premium. Yeah. You've got to pay for it. Yeah, so yeah exactly. We, we exactly. didn't pay for it because uh, we're, we're opposed. Uh, <laughs> we're on iTunes. Uh, we're on wherever you get podcasts on Android. I have no every idea. good pl- uh, podcasting platform. Every good, every, even the bad ones too. We're on yeah. the bad ones. We're Are on you guys hosting the podcast on Mephisto Wooded yet? Uh, we it's it's actually a video only platform, <laughs> which is really weird. Yeah. We have actually have some complaints where people are like they expected to be able to listen to the movies mm. as well as watching them. Um, not not the case at the moment. No. So uh, soon one day they tell us that audio technology is all the rage and <laughs> eventually we'll sort of uh, come to the forefront. We're not yeah. sold on it yet no so. not yet when they do 4k audio then we'll be <laughs> yeah. on board uh well i think that's it yeah um so i suppose uh, all that remains is to obviously thank kieran for being here thank you and, very much uh, thank you all for listening this week i've been isaac and i've been aj i've been kieran roll credits Not